Welcome, Mo. All right, we're back. Welcome, Mo. We're in the thresh. We're in the flesh. We're the everywhere thresh. here. I'm back in the shipping container after being on the Carnival Cruise for the last, who knows how many years? I think a year and a half. I think the last time we did a podcast show was One Piece. July? August? It wasn't the fall season. Um, it was the fall season. It yeah. Wasn't, yeah, actually, it yeah, must have been August. Fall eh? It's been a while. Eagle, last time we were here? Uh, yeah, it's got to be... Because our last episode, I remember, was on Zoom, and then that was it for us. We got kiboshed by COVID-19 protocols. So I think late September, I believe, was the last time we were here. Yeah, probably, probably about that. That yeah. sounds about right. I mean, I can literally go look and find the show, but yeah, probably around that, like yeah. September, September 2020, question mark? Something like that, question marks. Uh, One of the last times, Mo, we were sitting in here, and uh, you were, we were talking about the finals for the winter season, like, or the playoffs in winter season. And I, I kept getting texts from people I knew in the education industry, and I was like... Oh, wait a minute. We've got to put the clock on here. Uh, I geez. was like, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's my responsibility. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, I, t- I remember turning to you, and I was like, I don't think we're going to have a playoff. I think we did all that work for no reason. Because yeah. September 24th, 2020 yeah. is when we were here. Yeah. Yeah, as a trio. The first was the uh, the first Skype show and the last Skype show. Yeah, it's a plutonic menage a trois trio that we are, you know. So it's uh, what it is. All right, so we're back in the shipping container finally as we are uh, wrapping up week five, going into week six at the halfway point again for those teams out there who are looking to add a player to their stretch run or make a perhaps last ditch effort towards a playoff spot. They must play pretty much every game from here on in, depending if you're at four or five games. You need five to be playoff eligible. So it is important that your team has that new guy acquisition to be ready to go for all the games left. And if there is a discrepancy with your roster that, hey, PZ played f- six games, but really he's listed for three games, email the league and ask us what's yeah, going let on. Let us know and we'll, we'll investigate. Exactly. Also, reminder, if you're not wearing a jersey of the same color with a number that's not uh, taped or painted on it, let's call it like an actual marker. number. Your scorekeeper will give you shit, and therefore you won't get a game played, and therefore you don't count towards playoffs. So if you're bringing a guy off the street for the next five games, give him a proper shirt. Sportira sells them for super cheap, or you can just get them laminated or printed at any store. Laminated. I mean, you can laminate a shirt, right? You can't <laughs> you can laminate, laminate shirts. <laughs> you can laminate anything, though. So you can do like a lamination of a t-shirt that would be tight, airtight. Yeah, but then you, you break it out of the lamination in time for game time. It's true. That's how you keep them fresh. Okay, so how about this? I've often heard that. How about we go laminate a t-shirt next week? A lockdown t-shirt. See how it plays out. That would actually be awesome. Let's I can do laminate it. a t-shirt. Let's All do right, it. All right, let's do it then. All right, so Peas. for the studio. <laughs> Peas, Eagle Eye in the nest. Uh, Eagle, I know you want to do Game of the Week from like two weeks ago. No, we don't have to do it. It's just it, we had some highlights, and that's basically just, the last one. Let's, the, let's play it. Just so play it in, well, play in the background while we're talking about Divi. Yeah, Divi exactly. Game. So when, we're, exactly. when we get to Divi, we'll do that. So we'll play the uh, uh, Game of the Week from uh, week five. Yeah. Between Rainmakers and who? And the Trailer, Trailer Park, Park Boys. Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Because we'll Rainmakers. Do it later. Oh, because Eagle doesn't have it ready, does he? No, I have it ready now. He just said we'll do, we'll it, do it during the V. Okay, fair enough then. I should have got you a headset. That's okay. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into it then. Let's go into the, the week that was. Of course, we're at the midway point. We'll start off with Div C and what's going on right now. And like P's knees, we look at Div C. There's at the midway point, there's three playoff spots to be had at the lower rung of the division. Uh, there's five teams. There is Santal, LGC, Mangoose, Silent Ticklers, and Easy W that got a big win over Blue Dreamers over the weekend. Out of those five teams, three will make it to the playoffs. Which two will be on the outside looking in as we arrive at the midway point piece? Well, it's, it's three on the outside looking in, isn't it? It's three teams that don't make the playoffs. Yes, that's right. Three, yeah. 
so so maybe actually that's a good starting point for this conversation. Should we talk about the playoff format and yes, the teams absolutely. that are making it? Yes. That's probably a good idea here. Uh, I imagine you want me to do this because you don't have the information in front of you. No, we don't because we're watching the screen as you are using your toggle. Oh, it's true because you forgot your laptop. Yes. Uh, Halfway on my car right here, I was like, oh, I forgot my laptop. And so. It's not on my teleprompter, so I don't know what to say. Exactly. I never have an original thought. I just do I what Mo tells me to. Producer All right. Yeah. So let's go Division C. C. Division C. Ten teams are going to qualify, which represents 83% of the teams themselves. And for C, there will be a divisional round, a quarterfinals, and a finals. I believe the way it works, and I'm going to read through this in more detail, is uh, there's a 7-10-8-9 play-in game for Division C. That's correct. Which gives you the final spot. So 10 teams are going to make it, which kind of gives you a little bit of of, uh, wiggle room, if you want to call it that, to try and squeeze yourself in. But yeah, that's what's going on on the, the playoff side for Division C. Okay, so with that being said, uh, there will be two teams on the outs with three qualifying. So we look at the current standings right now. Uh, the Goldcock at 8, Santara at 9, Mangoose at 10, uh, Sign Ticklers at 11, and now EZW at 12. Big win for them over Blue Dreamers uh, over the weekend. So now we have this lined up here, Pease. There's going to be teams that will have at least, I think, three wins to get into that playoff spot. But which two do you believe at this point of the season – are you not confident that we'll make it to the playoffs? I'm very worried about Balls Deep. Uh, only scoring 88 points in five games um, is an absolute issue. Um, it's look, I, I when you see the names on the roster, it's rosters in the past that haven't always been consistent, but they've had the same group of guys. You know, Ryan Dobbs, Garnett, uh, Richie Mondesir, uh, John, just Jonathan, Justin Weir, uh, Gino DeFazio. All these guys are showing up. They're playing their games. They're, they're just not playing well. And um, they, they have yet to score. I mean, they scored 33 this past week. But prior to that, they hadn't scored more than 18. Um, and they lost 40 to 33 to Silent Ticklers. Um, Silent Ticklers now have that head-to-head. Yeah. It's a two-way tie. That's right. right. So um, Jordan Panetta finally looking like himself in that game. Uh, two for six touchdowns. I have much more faith in Silent Ticklers. I thought that Panetta would take a little while to get going because he's been aw- he's been away for a while. Right, right. That's how it's played out. Uh, so I think that they'll make the jump. Uh, I'm worried about Mangoose falling out because I think they're they're kind of similar to EZW, lots of athleticism, uh, but defensively uh, they're not solid when it comes to executing their concepts. Yeah. And EZW have a better offense, in my opinion, of the two. And the, you know, the points scored will play that out. But also, when you just watch the two teams, EZW just have a more dynamic offense where Mangoose. Um, they they tend to they tend to stall now. And again. Well, Mangus, uh, they played shit last week, and mm-hmm. they they actually were up at at halftime, double digit lead, and they got at one point out scored twenty five zero until Mangus scored a late touchdown to make it closer in the, in the loss. But these guys should be a lot higher than where they are because they, they for whatever reason it's been their DNA for for quite a while that they can't close out games holding a lead in place, and look that loss could cost them. Uh, a better playoff seed. I think Mangoose will be in the playoffs piece because, again, they have far too much Arsenal to work with firepower on that offense. So, but, but do you, so you think they have much more firepower than Silent Ticklers or EZW? Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. Uh, Tomaku, too, has been playing very well. You look at his numbers and that went over shit. I think he had over 120 yards receiving, 9 for 10 in pass uh, reception target list that he was in. And that's why I just think right now, when you look at Mangoose, 
if they can just figure out their own defense, all they have to do is, do is play 50% efficient defense. I think that'll scrape by to beat silent ticklers to get in the playoffs. I mean, maybe I like, I like EZW better than them as well though. So I think EZW will, will move up because JC Ferland, Charlie Olivier Levine, uh, Olivier Suri on both sides of the ball. I'm sorry. I'm butchering the names guys. I don't know. I know all the names. I've, these are guys I know. I don't know why I can't get them out today, but it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. So sorry about that. Just excited to see Mo again. But um, I like Surrey on, on on defense. Yeah. And then JC Ferland and Charles Olivier Levine are are just lethal as well as Jeremy White's ability to run the right. ball. Um, I, I to me they're a team that that can't stay that low for that long. I, I don't even understand why they're, they're struggling the way they are. Because yeah, if we get this uh, signs back up again for the remainder of, of the lower division here, so like the Grocock. Santar, I think Santar is stumbling right now, Peace. I think they're not confident in themselves. But I have, I have faith that they'll find their way. And I think they'll beat some of the worst teams. I don't think they're one of the stronger teams in the division, but I think they... But they've given up a lot of points, though. 180 points. Yeah. It's a lot. But they, but the thing is, they can score. Like The, the problem is, like when you look at like um, Mangoose, they're giving up, they're giving up 151, and they're also not scoring a ton. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's, that's a bit of an issue as well. And don't forget, Les Santar have have played an extra game. So the defense for M- Mangus and Le Santar have given up roughly the same per game. Yeah. E- sorry, Eags, go ahead. Can I throw you a curveball here? Yes. Can you see any of How the... How about off-speed pitch? Uh, sure. What's that it season? called again? The one that's like 40 kilometers an hour? The Knuckleball. Stupid one? Oh, uh, no. No, no. Uh, we, we talked about this. Yeah, the show that's recently. why. Uh, if you uh, check out our other show called Hot Sauce Sports, we talk about this. Absolutely. Definitely subscribe to uh, that particular network. Subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. You've yeah, been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Oh, yeah, but I can't remember what it's called now. It's a stupid name. It's named after a guy who can't throw. That's not actually true. He actually. You know no, no. That's funny, though. No, it's named Mokan. <laughs> so, anyways, so that's your, your yeah, curveball, yeah. so, yes. Uh, the curveball. Um, of the top. The EFIS pitch, sorry. There we go. Okay. Of the first five, let's say six, I'll, I'll throw Top Sauce into that. Can you see any of them maybe like having a terrible second half of the season and falling out of playoff contention? Lego Cock to me are the one uh, that, I, that I think they're just too middle of the road. They don't. They, they do everything kind of okay. They don't really do anything uh, particularly well. Um, they, they're young. They're fast. But um, in previous seasons, Dom Lefort has done a lot on, on, on the ground. And yeah. as you move up into divisions, that's harder and harder to do. It's less and less impactful. And he has essentially almost a one-to-one touchdown to interception ratio which uh, isn't good. Touchdowns, ten interceptions. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. I, I think the team I'm watching out for, just above them, sheesh, that's the team I'm watching out because bad loss to blessed. Um, again, we spoke about a couple weeks ago, four nights away uh, ago, that Andrew Langberg, for whatever reason, his quarterback plays has uh, receded. He's not played well. And he didn't play well in that loss to uh, to uh, bless and the Chiefs lost last Thursday. So I'm 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 going to circle them and watch them now going towards their final six games. I think they can turn it around, but it's all based on Langbert being much more efficient as a quarterback. The the thing is, I find it surprising that the the that defense featuring Andrew Langbert, featuring Marco Bertoldi, Dondre Borden, um, they've only had three interceptions all season. Yeah, that's they're a team I thought we were going to force a lot of interceptions, and I thought. Uh, Andrew Langford wouldn't have to do much on offense, and right. it hasn't been that way this season. No. We look at Shin and Blue Dreamers right now. They're both in the middle of the pack. We get the standings back up again of where they are. Uh, look, Blue Dreamers in five, Shit in four. Can they ruin the part in the top three with B-Ballers, Blessed, and with 
infantry running away right now, looking like they're the cream of the crop, the blue bloods of this division? Look, we talked about who we thought were the top three teams of the division early in the season, right, Mo? Yeah. I think it was week one. We said probably infantry blessed, be ballers, and sort of blue dreamers being just outside that. And it's kind of played out that way, right? Um, but bad loss to easy W, though, piece. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why they're that second tier of teams, right? Because yeah. the top three teams, it's the infantry, it's blessed as B-ballers. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what we said. If not, we're wrong. But I do believe that that's what we said at the beginning of the season. But, you know, I was thinking about it before. Adam Rockman is a guy that has been in the league for many years mm-hmm. now. He He's so underrated. Both sides yeah. of the football. Oh, no yeah, one yeah. talks about him, right? Well, he's, he's been a, a low division guy for a long time. But yeah. when you play in the low divisions, you recognize when, when there are guys who are cut above who just play on teams that are not – High division caliber. It doesn't mean the players aren't low, high no, division caliber, right? For so, sure. And that's that's Adam Rockman's a great example. Of that. Yeah, I just think he he the ability to play defense. I think his offensive skills. He his yak is pretty solid. I mean, the moment he gets his hands on that football, he's creating yards off the catch. Yeah. His defense. He comes up with timely plays, timely uh, PDs, or even big ints. And I think he's been the difference of why shit has been much more effective now than where they kind of stumble out of the out of the blocks early on in the season. So I think shit could ruin the top three and maybe get into a three-hole, if not maybe to a two-seed, if Bless or Infantry kind of stumble along and they do play each other week 10, and that can be for the overall one seed in the playoffs here. Well, the thing with, with shit, uh, they, they play B-ballers in two weeks. Um, they play the Infantry week nine, um, and they lost Blessed. So we're going to have absolutely an indicator as to whether or not they measure up. Um, they lost in week one to Blessed, so it's a week one loss. It's hard to, to put a lot of stock into, except for the fact that we know how good Blessed is. Um, They're very blessed. But yeah, but like, so if they have three losses this season and the three losses are to be ballers, uh, Blessed, and the infantry, then. That way, psychologically going to the playoffs, losing to the best three. Well, but like, th- at that point, we'll know, right? We'll know that yeah. they are they are that next tier, which is fine, because sure. then you just have a, gr- a great game and, and you can get by one of those yeah. teams. You know, yeah. hopefully you only have to face one of them and someone else can beat someone else along the way to right. winning a championship. Exactly. Right? When we look at the midseason grade for this division piece overall, not team by team. Okay, what, but what's the grading? Uh, the, the what's the grading philosophy like? Are we grading how much they like we like them as people? Uh, how much we respect their taste in movies? Well, um, neck down is not in this division, so the grade so goes up a little bit. It's up. A the half bell grade. curve goes yeah. up with uh, no neck down. Yeah. Kevin Kusai in the division. But if we look at the overall standings from one top to bottom here, as Eagles on. But uh, we're looking at like like in terms of like the top end talent. Are we looking at it as like a competitive division? I think okay. So we'll we'll, we'll rate it as competitive level of, of play how it's been so far. Uh, the talent level in this division. And likable. Are this, is this a likable division? I think for the first time in a while, it's it's a more likable division. I always felt like Div 4 kind of, Div 4, Div C never really had storylines. It was kind of like a middle division, a lot of guys playing on their second teams. Yeah. But it's kind of uh, been a step up this season. Um, I mean, it's pretty distributed when you look at wins and losses, right? Like the same number of teams are are have no losses. And it's kind of the same that have like either one win, or one loss, or rather one win or no loss or no wins whatsoever. But the it's, middle is balanced. It's been predictable, way. though, right? Yeah. Like the the best teams are who we thought we be. So, like in terms of competition, I give it a C. But sorry, C plus because the no neck Dana plus half a grade, so C plus. Yeah. Um and. I think from an overall talent perspective, it's it's probably one of the more talented DFCs we've seen overall. I, I'm I'm gonna give it a B. What's for, the criteria? Because again, for competition, what we're Wait, grading, what, what's the max score? Is it A plus or a are you plus. going S tier? A, a plus. A plus. A plus is as high as it gets. Yeah. Okay, and then, so A plus, A A minus, B plus, B, like university B minus. grading. Yeah. 
Well, university grading is different depending where you go. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll use the Montreal system. How there's, about two there's two different systems. systems. Whatever. <laughs> We're using whatever system. I'm going B. I'm going B for competition. I think we. I've seen some pretty solid games so far from top to bottom. Um, I think it will get closer as we move along here. Because I don't can, think so. I think it's the opposite. I, I think saying from the scoreline perspective, but I'm saying below the, the top three for those playoff spots to be had. I think we'll see some close finishes as we've seen so far in the first four, four weeks of this division so far. I think you have some very good teams, um, some great teams, and then teams that are deeply flawed. And, you know, I, I think that we're seeing that separation already. Well, I think now from, from, a, from that perspective, from a likable division, I think it will be a B minus. Okay. Why don't you like them? Why do you hate them more? No, no. Be my. So I, I, there's some good guys in this division, but there's some annoying guys. Yeah. So if you were the professor and I and the division came to you and said, "What can I do to improve on my score?" What would you tell them? Well, I tell them this: watch this show, and that's how you improve your score line. Um, uh, Rush- like and subscribe. Mount Rushmore of the most annoying players in DFC. Okay. Can we get the teams up again here so I can go through it? Mo from three years ago would never have answered this question. So I'm really happy about the progress um, you've made. Okay, so I like Easy W. I like Blue Balls Deep. Silent Ticklers. Uh, no, I like them too. Mangoose I like a lot. Santar. Not a good guys. The Grocock. I need some, four dudes. Four dudes who are your most she, annoying players. She, she like, I like Seashell. Like. Dondre's a nice guy. He is. Top Sauce. Okay, here we go. Okay, give me, give me the top sauce roster, please. Okay. Because they're going to be pissed off at me because they, they weren't so happy with me last week. Uh, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go with my boys, man. Patrick Jazon. <laughs> so he's annoying. Okay. Yes, and Darnell O'Reilly, man. Okay. Those, those two. two. Those, those two. two. So you got two more. <laughs> you have two more. Let's get them from a different team. All right, that's two out of four from one team. That's pretty impressive. All right, um, I'm going to go with the B-Ballers. Okay. Uh, they they were just confused with their roster uh, last week. I was very disappointed by their lack of initiative on the roster. And the guy, Rohan Jones, guy comes in a wife beater. Mm-hmm. You know, white t-shirt. I'm like, bro, like, what are your colors? So he's on, he's on the Mount Rushmore. That's three. And one more to go. I will go with Blessed, if you don't mind, Peace. Never evil. mind. I never mind. I'll go with Blessed. It's coming. I know it's coming. It's coming. I'm waiting for it as we speak. As we see, B-Ballers will play Mangoose this week. So Blessed... At five and zero, I'll go with them. The one guy that, that really annoys me on this team, mm-hmm. willpower. Yeah, yeah, willpower. Him and his Jesus socks. <laughs> now, how about a quartet of those guys to go out on a Friday night with? Huh? I mean, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Jazzel and Darnell will be pretty fun guys to hang out with. So those are my Mount Rushmore of annoying guys. But I think we go. O- overall, go. overall, I think the division has been pr- fairly solid. I-, I like this division a lot. Yeah. I think it can get even better moving towards the half, latter half of the season. Uh, quickly here, um, Pease, your mid-season quarterback, receiver, and defensive player of the year. I don't do two-way because it's such a, you know, whatever. This is in Div C, right? Div C. Just give me names, and we move on to the next division. Yeah, we can do two-way because thinking of eligibility yeah. and all that's a pain. Yeah, in the ass. exactly. So Because um, quarterback plays so, pretty close. <laughs> quarterback, no, it's not. There's one guy who has a 30 to 0 touchdown interception I know. ratio. I know. Uh, and 131.4 quarterback. Does that mean I lose our bet because he didn't throw an interception? Correct. Last week? True. Yeah, Sash. you're out. I have this week, right? Yeah, I have this, this week. week. I have later on the season. Yo, Steve, you're my boy. Come on. Just throw one pick. 
Um, like at the end of the game, just check it up. He was so pissed. <laughs> Throw it your other hand. He was so angry at me. He's like, guys, what are you talking about my zero INTs for? You jinxed me. I go, that's even better, man. That's the point. That's the whole point of this. Um, no, like Steve's the best. He's playing the best quarterback in the division, right? Like yeah. the like that's the thing is, and at the end of the season, he'll complain that his rating went up. But like, yo, what do you want us to do? I know, I know. <laughs> it's based on your stats, you so know. So, higher side receiver of the year, then? Yeah, Harper side uh, receiver of the year. Um, quarterback of the year. Oh, sorry, quarterback of the year. Um, wide receiver is more interesting. Um, Matthew Lepage is interesting because he hasn't even had that many catches yet and he's already scored seven touchdowns and he's had one less game yeah. than a lot of the other guys. So I think there's some more volume heading his way. So sort of like a, a, a understated pick. But, you know, obviously the two leading the pack are William Paquette, A.J. Gomes. Um, although A.J. Gomes may not be eligible because he may win it in a higher division. Yeah, that's right. right. So, so um, he's going to cuss me out. Why can't I win in two divisions this year? I yeah. don't know, bro. But that said, um, I think a lot of these guys play on teams – where there's uh, multiple threats like Noah Groper and Matthew Lepage have almost the same stat lines, right? right. So uh, they they might split up, um, they might split the targets so much that they they're, they're not they're not going to win the award. Um, I like William Paquette from B Ballers just because at this point he seems to have separated himself from the pack and he's caught 22 25 balls that's right? pretty so impressive. He's making the most of his opportunities. 88 percent uh, success rate for him. All right, and defensive player of the year. Hmm. So, from watching him play and just knowing the players, uh, it's a two-headed race between uh, Jonathan Svetna and Eddie Lee, and not just because of the interceptions. They're, they're two amazingly no, I- impactful players. But Noah Groper might might sneak in there. He's got 11 sacks yeah, already. Good. So, if you f- and, and that's in four games. So, if, if he finishes the season with, I don't that know. That could be a two-way. That could even be, yeah, that's true. And we just mentioned him as a, as a, as a receiver as yeah. well. So, he might be... A serious threat for two-way. Um, but yeah, on defense, if you're looking at, at DBs, um, Olivier Suri has only played two games. Otherwise, I thought he would have been a front runner. Uh, but yeah, right now, I think Jonathan Svetna and Eddie Lee are guys who just com- have a commanding presence on defense. We saw in that, that clip from Instagram yeah. earlier in the season, for example, him making a play, so I'm not surprised. For co-ed, we talk about this division. We're starting to see a separation of teams now. I'll start off with the, with the more head-to-head battle. Sarah Parker and Marie Girard, right, for the quarterback of the year. If you look at their numbers now, I know, I believe, I forget who is this number one, but those two quarterbacks are neck and neck for TDs, INTs, pass yards, in terms of the overall play. I don't know who would win it because those have been pretty solid quarterbacks. Tam's in number one right now, but I think Girard or Parker have a strong case each to make a run towards uh, winning the quarterback of the year. And I believe, Eagle, if you correct me if I'm wrong, there was a glitch in the system. So I don't think this has been updated to include Parker's stats from the Monday games uh, that she had playing for third down for what? I believe that's correct. So assuming she did well enough in that game, she's at the, is she at five games now or is she still at four? For you? I think she's at five. I mean, hold on. I'll check on the side there. Yeah, so anyway, Gerard or Parker, I'm leaning towards Parker right now, but it's it's a razor-thin edge right now with those two players. So the thing with Maria Gerard um, is it's just a remarkable improvement, right? Um, so it, it, She went, sorry, just last thing, she went 18 for 23, 200 yards, 6 TDs, 3 INTs though. So she's at 1,000 yards passing. And how many TD passes? 
Uh, six more. So 26. So in theory, she's leading the league with 26 pa- touching passes. She got three INTs in that game, so she's up to four now. Yeah, four in the last two games. She's not very happy about that. So nonetheless, though, Pease, 1,000 yards passing, four INTs. So it's almost neck and neck with Gerard in terms of the touchdown INT ratio. So the thing is, like the week before, I think was a uh, um, – well, the game against Party Mix was the first one I noticed where basically she went, you know, six, six touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but – Overall, just absolutely impressive game. And Party Mix, of course, has um, a reputation in co-ed. Their team we know, we're very familiar with. So the fact that she had put up that kind of game, uh, 255 yards in that game, uh, that's absolutely impressive. We knew she was going to struggle against Fighting Tigers. Yeah. Right? Um, that said, you know, that game is behind her. Uh, I'm going to check now to see if they play again. Um, Although it wasn't all that bad considering no. she went 12 or 18, 175, 5 0, and only one sack, too. So, I mean, it's not bad. Right. It was an okay game. Um, I mean, her least yardage game, if your least yardage is 175. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, look, she's using. She's they using play this week, by the way, Fighting Tigers, week six, August 1st. They play again? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Fighting Galenas, man. So, but if she can have a similar game, that could still set her up if she then finishes the game super strong because. She's got yin and yang in back-to-back games to end the season. And before right. that, she has fantastic nine. So I think there's an opportunity for her to put up some numbers in the last three games of the season. Yeah, I just think those are the two best quarterbacks. I mean, Tam, of course, he's going to excel. But I think it should come out to these two names. And it's flipping a coin. And I think who can be impressive in the last three, four games will definitely win this. And just FYI, Simi Krakan have fantastic nine twice and yin and yang twice in the next five games. And their only other game is against La Sect which they last beat 38-12. to 12. So yeah. that could be has some uh, chance to put up some, uh, some yards. And some yeah, th- those are the, uh, that could be a cupcake game where they can put up some major points and yards, and she could, in theory, win it on that day. So we'll see what happens. So who are you going to right now for the edge? Gerard, or are you going to go with Parker? I'm going to go Parker right now by a Razors. Like so a- I, think, I think the schedule sets up nicely for Mary of Gerard. I think Sarah Parker is at this point in her FPF development uh, the better of the two quarterbacks. That doesn't mean she'll have the better statistical ending. I think Girard can do it. It's going to depend how she handles this next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, can't have an, she can't afford to have another mediocre game. So if she has a, a great game here, I think the rest of the schedule sets up for her to win it. Speaking of mediocre, we got the Galinas, we got the Sriracha Sauce, and we got the Party Mix, all at two wins. Who was the best team out of those three for the two-win window, window? I mean, so the impulse is to pick the Fighting Tigers, right? Um, the fact that they haven't already changed their name to Fighting Chickens because Galena is chicken in Italian um, is surprising. Does he know that? Hen, actually. He it's a hen. Well, whatever. Fighting Chickens is just better than Fighting Hens. Oh, I like the Fighting Galenas. Fighting Hens is too cocky. I like the Fighting Galenas, though. Um, yeah. Well, either way, that works. It means yeah. the same thing. Um, but of course you do, Mo. <laughs> oh, hey. Who gave you the name Eagle? Yeah. Um, I did. I did. I did. We'll have this discussion to you, <laughs> I uh, I think actually that was Eagle got it from Andrew Dana, no? No, I gave you the name at the roadshow. You were up no. in the nest. I go, he's up in the nest. He's an eagle. It's from before the roadshow. This is from original calling the audible that was audio only. Yeah. Anyway, so, I called you the we, eagle. We call it B Weppel before the Weppel. Yeah. It's I like called before you Christ, but the FPF. Version. No, but it was after Weppel, no? AW? Uh, I guess, yeah, after Weppel. Um, it's fighting tigers on the surface. I like party mix in general. Um, I think it's a it's a strong team, and, and Francois Delorie has shown uh, what he can do with this roster. 
and again, we talked about last week the, the struggles of, of Emma Racine to start the season. Um, that's that she's only been at three of the games, right? So right. Uh, get her in there, get her to find her groove, and I think they'll start improving. Yeah, I think I, I trashed the fighting Galinos early on in the season because he had some skunky losses. And I think now maybe they turn the corner and get uh, into rhythm and, and put together a string of wins together because they do have talent. There's no question about that. They have guys that can open up games. But it's all on the Galena th- arm and making sure he is efficient, that he is on point, and he allows his playmakers to do what they do and create yards after catch or touchdown. So I think the Galenas I th- could stray away and become – a four-win team, maybe five with with uh, half the season left. But I'll go with the Galenas moving forward. As for the mid-season report card for each team here, a quick letter grade and maybe a, a quick analysis here, please, as we look at the overall Division Four co-ed on our TV screens right now. And so what are we rating? Ra- I don't really understand what we're rating. <laughs> just give me a quick letter grade. Man. All right. Uh, Before I, we get into that, just something for playoffs as well. Just a reminder for all the teams. So for Coed One, uh, there's five teams. All five of them make playoffs. There is a play-in game, four versus five, and then it's very easy: one, four, two, three, highest seed, lowest seed, etc. And then for Tier Two, again, all teams make it, nice and simple: one, four, two, three, and then uh, the finals. Yeah. Um, so I give the letter grade of an N. For not what I expected. Um, I didn't expect Lissemi uh, Krakan to develop as quickly as they have. I thought Lissemi would be better than they have been this season. Um, only 36 points scored so far. Still a lot of room for improvement. I think they will get there at some point. Um, and I thought the Fighting Tigers would be better. I thought the Fighting Tigers would be better. And I thought Party Mix would be better as well. So not what I expected. I give them an N. Sorry, N plus because Kevin Kusai is not in this division. I'll give it a, a C. Okay. Let's see, um, Lasect, I thought they'd be where they are. I just think again. I thought they were going to score more than this, though. Yeah, I thought they'd still I, struggle on defense. Yeah, I thought they would score but, more. You know, whoever the schedule maker is, why in God's name are they playing third down for what? It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Like I don't we know. blame the chief. Yeah, but we, well, maybe I will blame the chief. But the point is that we need to make sure in this situation that we avoid having these seven games because there's no point in development. You can't develop against a like, team like third down for what. I think overall the uh, you say that, but like when like Eagle and I both started in the lowest divisions uh, in the pre-cap era, where guys were slumming it in low divisions, of course, and we got our asses kicked, and our teams got a lot better really quick because of that. You know what I mean? And so I think uh, I think it can help, but I think at some point you need to stop playing against those teams and eventually just play teams in your in your yeah, in your talent range. There's got to be a better protocol in place. Well, there so. needs to be more quality. There has to be more. Yeah, there, I, mean, I think there the will key. be. There yeah, will well, be. it's growing every season, right? Yeah, so so it's good. we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, I think Sriracha hot, uh, hot Sauce has done well for themselves. The, the Fighting Tigers, the Galenas can be much better. I, again, I'll give this C because I want to see the Tier 2 teams be on their way to saying that we can become a, a, a Tier 1 competitive down the road, whether it's going to be next winter or next spring. For that matter. So who who do you think wins the award for uh, for best chicken, the Fighting Galenas or the Sriracha Hot Sauce? Because Sriracha Hot Sauce has the chicken on has the logo uh, as a chicken. Yeah. Right? I, I, my mom my mom to this day will whenever she asks me to pass it she'll say pass the hot pass the uh, the cock sauce. I go with the hot sauce, the Sriracha Hot Sauce. So you think they'll win Chicken of the Year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think also that helps with the srirachas on top of that. So that's why. But anyway, I, I think right now a C is what I give it moving forward. All right, Division D. 
I do we, love the random ratings. The random ratings of a yeah, division of is awesome. Let's do it. Uh, division D. We talk about Mean Girls versus Replacements. They're both 0-4 at this point. Mm-hmm. They play each other this week, Pease. Um, I thought at first, I said, man, could we have a team make it to the playoffs without winning the game? That won't happen because this is the game right, that they can could. tie. They can tie. They could tie. They could tie, yes. But, you know, I figured, hey, I think we'll see a victory with team replacements yeah. or Mean Girls. The key in this game here, Pease, I think this is an elimination game. Whoever loses this game is in serious trouble to make the playoffs. And whoever wins it, I think, is in good shape moving forward. Um, I'm inclined to agree. And again, the, the hardest thing about being – I've been there. I've been at the bottom of the rankings. And when you start looking up at the teams ahead of you, the problem is, is that a lot, of, a lot of those teams beat you, especially in a, in a, a conference that's, that's set up this way where you have two conferences and you only play against your conference. Right. That, that means that uh, all of the teams ahead of you – will have a tie break yeah. because they beat you to get that record, right? For sure. Um, and you lost in order to have the record that you have. So right. um, this definitely is, is a game that's going to mean a lot to both teams. I I don't understand because the time that I saw replacements, they lost but looked very good um, in that game. So, and and I remember Mean Girls from Fall being really good. So the, the two teams kind of confuse me. Uh, the game I'm referring to, of course was uh, replacements against Johnny Fireball. Oh, the uh, Johnny, False Kings. Yeah, False, False Kings. Kings smoked them, but but the, the score was not really indicative. There was a couple of late mistakes, and the game kind of just got away from from uh, replacements, and replacements eventually scored late to make it a little bit more respectable. But like from what I saw from a talent level, replacements weren't that far off from what Johnny Fireball were. They just weren't executed. No, they're, 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 they're lacking replacements. Uh, they are a team that has had... Um, a cast of characters like it's like an SNL crew right every week there's a different host for that show mm-hmm. and that's been the biggest problem for replacements that they don't have a consistent roster and if you look at their roster right now as Eagle pulls it up it's not this like we, we, we love the guys on this roster individually but collectively there's not a good group they just don't have the, the chemistry and look at that piece right like how many guys have played at least one game uh, if not more. And that's not how you build a franchise when you have so many guys coming in and out of the lineup. Yeah, and so it's it's a couple things. One is I, I know myself as a quarterback when I don't have my guys. Yeah. Like games where I'm missing even one of my receivers, it's just not the same. No, it it's isn't. not the same. Um, and this is a team where they're, they're constantly missing players. Um, the other thing is I think Frank Teolicola um had a little bit more growing to do. And I think he could have, Benefited from, especially with all this time off, he could have benefited from another season division E. Could it be ego though? Could it be the ego of him saying, "Ah, I can play"? No, but like, kudos to him. Kudos to him for giving this a shot um, and and trying to come up a division. He's eligible to throw an E, if I'm not mistaken, right, Eagle? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So kudos to him, and and he might not have been able to fit his team's roster overall, right, in in the lower division. So um, that said, you learn a lot by playing. Over your head, right? So you mm-hmm. you adjust to that new game speed, um, and I think I think that's gonna that's gonna benefit him in the long, in the long run. Having just come off played Mean Girls, I noticed two things about their team. One is their defense is exclusively man coverage, essentially. And so normally, I would say if you're uh, a quarterback who pl- has a playbook designed for man busters, right, crossing routes, a lot of you know traffic, etc then at that point it's their weakness. Yeah. But also you have to win the one-on-ones across the board. Do you see anyone on this roster that'll win a one-on-one matchup? Maybe Nim Jemkowski? Yeah, he's Maybe been he's been the one Boris guy. Bellord, um, if he's there. No, Bellord's not been there. But uh, Nim's been the guy for Frank in terms of the quarterback-receiver connection. 
so far. If you look at his average yards per catch, uh, it's pretty decent in terms of what he's done. Which gets me to my next point. So if you take a look at the Mean Girls roster, their star player obviously is Shaden Hitufranco and everything. And so who should be the quarterback, but there's, yes. a big, there's a big issue with that. So he issue? is there as statistically anyways. Okay. He's their best defensive player, but even <laughs> coverage-wise, he's good. But here's the other problem. Look at the targets on their offense, right? Who's it's, getting all the catches and everything. It's a chasm. So, again, if you're the replacement, what do you do? Do you play over-under on him? He's still going to beat you deep, so you're going to have but to put the a problem, third guy. The problem with replacements, Eags, is that... They can't get on the ball. No, they don't know how to play defense because they played yeah. Trap Stars last week, and Dylan Garber, you know, who reminds me of Phillip Rivers. It took me forever to figure out the quarterback comparison. He's Phillip Rivers, Dylan Garber. Uh, sorry, Ryan Garber. Big pardon, Ryan Garber. He's Phillip Rivers. But... They don't look that different, to be fair. No, they don't. But I mean, by that, I mean but Ryan, both Ryan, Garbers and Philip Rivers. But Ryan, Ryan's having a good season, though. Ryan, wrap your willy. Nine kids, not a good idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> but Ryan's having a good season. He could be quarterback of the year, but that's another story for another day. But that, that surprises game, me 0%. Well, well, if you look at his stats, you can get them up here, Ryan Garber's stats. But the thing is, he just he literally T-fouled that defense of replacements. They didn't know what to do. Like, he... His ball placement was perfect, and they were caught flat-footed on a lot of deep balls and couldn't stop that trap star offense. It's one-on-one matchups. You lose the matchup, you lose the game, right? But But replacements aren't going to win those matchups. But if Mean Girls has that going in their favor, they can just run the same play over and over again. I don't think replacements can adapt to that, though. That's why. Because Ryan Garber ran a simple offense, and it it went to uh, near flawless in that that D last week in Lavelle. Yeah, well, that's the thing is they they don't have matchups to play man, and then to play zone – Effectively, they don't have the the um, no, the don't. knowledge, like they they they're just sort of static in zones rather than picking up and releasing yeah. routes, which is how you're supposed to play zone. That only comes by playing games. So the the more you play, the better you're going to be at that, and that's just going to take you time. So would you agree? Whoever loses this game is in serious trouble. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the three of these teams, uh, Mean Girls, Ball, and Sixties, and replacements. Although I think all of them are a little bit better than the record is. Like I told you last week, I was really surprised by Ball and Sixties. Can we really take any uh, any leverage from their fall cup of last year? Because Ball and Sixties was pretty solid, right? Mean but Girls they were in a lower tier, right? But mean Girls was, you know, they were like mean they were tuning yeah. us out, saying, "Oh, you guys are wrong about us. Pick against us every week," and you know, which we did, and they would win and like bleep you guys. Yeah, and they both. You know, been okay. They've been average at best. Also, since we're talking about it, Division D is going to have 24 teams qualify. However, teams, here's the twist. Yes. There's a Division D1 and a D2 playoffs. 12 teams in each, six per conference. But we're not telling you how we're doing it until the end of the season. <laughs> here's the other thing. We also don't know how we're splitting it. We haven't, we haven't or do we? We don't. We don't. We um, don't because I have no idea what's going on with that playoff run. We, we have yeah, a, but Mo, you're left in the dark on purpose. We, we, have, a, we have a meeting set up uh, where we're going to discuss this because uh, we want to make sure that the regular season is valuable and we don't want to reward uh, teams that would try to uh, lose on purpose to tank to end up in the lower bracket. So um, we have a few suggestions of how we're going to handle it. Don't assume that if you're going to finish in the bottom tier, or the bottom end, that you're going to end up in D2. That might not be the case. You might end up facing off against you know, the Bruins, for example. So try and win your games because I, I can tell you uh, the goal is to try and make sure that the, the regular season is a, as meaningful as possible. Losing is not rewarded for this t- format of playoffs. We're going to do a March Madness bracket MoCon style. Yeah. I'd love to do that next year. We did it again. We did that and we gave the Ducks a championship, so we shouldn't do that, that again. We'll do a proper one for next winter. Yeah. I have the idea in my head. All right, so with the 
with the halfway point now, please, and the number of undefeated is left. So we have a few teams left with uh, with that right now. We have two. Oh, yeah. Oh, three undefeated. Yeah, sorry. sorry, I was looking at the wrong one here. So right now we have Bruins, the new guys, and LSA. Those are the undefeated right now. The last one to lose will be who? Um. So Eagle, start getting schedules so I can filibuster for you and then you can yeah, give sure. out the schedules. Um. I saw a little bit of uh, the new guys. I couldn't see too much because obviously my game was happening at the same time, but I did catch a little bit around halftime where I, I took a quick lap out uh, to see what was going on. Um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But you know what? They, they complained that I never said anything good about them, so the hell with them. They're going to lose first. They're going to lose this week. Don't even care who they're playing against. Wow. We'll find it out soon. Okay. Uh, Bruins, to me, are the most balanced team on both sides of the ball. Uh, Bruins football, man. Yeah. It's not sexy. It's not, it's not seductive. But it's, it's the most efficient on both sides. Yeah. They, they can beat you 18 to 13. They can beat you 30 to, uh, to, to 28. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I'm surprised the point differential is that big. It, they never feel like they're blowing a team out. But they have this giant 74-point differential. Okay, so we're going to do this scientifically, okay? Mm-hmm. So Bruins, week the week six or next week, play Trap Stars. You're welcome stars. for buying you all that time, by the way. Yes. Where did Bruins they play, that game? play Trap Stars. Where Laval? Uh, they play in Lachine. Okay. That's a tough game. Okay. So Bruins are playing Trap Stars. Potential for loss here? Yes. Okay. New guys are playing Pardon My Swag. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That, that might be the game. And Tough games for both those teams. Yeah, Los Siete Amigos are playing Tuts and Parlays. That's a tough game. Tuts and Parlays coming off a bad loss against uh, LBB. Tuts and Parties are, are better than they've been playing. Yeah, it's, if Anthony if Anthony Lazaro plays good at quarterback, then they're not easy to beat. Let's no. put it that way. If he's not, if he's off, then it's your team to win that game against. And them. then week seven, so Los Siete Amigos then plays part of my swag. New mm-hmm. guys play Voodoo, and Bruins play Sparrow's Legion. I think LSC might be the team that could uh, have a tougher run in the next two games. Um, where were their their two games? Were Tuttle Parley and PMS. MPMS. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree because unfortunately, I think that the, the Sparrows Legion, named after Junior Sparrow, that's right, the late uh, who we who we lost uh, unfortunately uh, over the past year. Uh, the team was initially pension plan, and they're one of these teams. So we see a lot of teams actually that have moved up, right? We see uh, Mean Girls Ball in Sixties replacements all moving up yep. from previous season, um, and on the other side of the bracket, we have um, we have uh, Spears Legion that have moved. Moved up as well. Actually, sorry, they're the same. They're all in the same conference. My mistake. That's right. Um, I think these teams are all going to struggle a little bit, just because it's different. It's a different speed playing a higher division, yeah. right? So, um, I, I, for that reason, because Los Sete Amigos they play two sort of resident teams. I think. Uh, I think they they have a more tough, more difficult challenge for that reason. I do have a twist. Week eleven, Los Siete Amigos plays the new guys. Mm-hmm. So one of, I mean, unless they tie. One of them is going to lose that game. Yeah. So, so arguably, it's a 50-50 coin toss on those two or Bruins just going all the way So through. the question is... But they play hot toss in week eight. The, so. the, the question is... You lost for them. By week 11, will those teams be undefeated or will one have one loss? So new guys, PMS, Voodoo, Loyola, Bleu Branleur, and Arouche. Those are the next five. And for LSA, it's Tuts and Parlays, Part of My Swag, Clinkers, Fighting, Aligny, Alini, 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 Fighting Northwestern uh, Wildcats. 
It's been brought to my attention that there are members Leanies. of the roster that are disappointed in my pronunciation of this team name. Oh, the Northwestern Wildcats. Correcting the it to my discontent. But Illini. I don't know how you can get the name Flighting Illini wrong. Yeah. Illini. Come on. Come on. Highlight Illini. And Leftovers would be the games before that matchup. Yeah. I'm going to go LSA. That's that. I think they'll have a loss. I, I think, and I think it might be in the next two weeks. Exactly. Uh, okay, look at the two conferences right now, please. We can whip up the uh, divisions right now. Letter grade for each conference, please, because so far it's been pretty solid, I think, for Division D and how it's been. Yeah, uh, I think um, what we're going to do is I, uh, I'm going to give Conference A a grade, a letter grade of S for separation because it's a separation. Oh, uh, that sexiness, maybe. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's my division, so obviously uh, yes. I believe so. Um, but there's, there's a separation, I think. Um, I think that, you know, Bruins and potentially Johnny Fireball, if they're not false kings, probably the most well-rounded teams. False kings. I think the rest of the teams, like Vultures, Glow Gang, Trap Stars, Hotsaw Sports, Tough Lungs, like that whole middle section are teams that are good but flawed. And then I think there's like another tier below that. of, And like the, 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 the standings at this point are bearing that up. Uh, the one team I think that can have a, a turnaround in the second half of the season, I think, is uh, the Stoics. I think um, they can sort of turn around as Chris Rive sort of learns how to use the pieces around him better. Um, but I think I think we see sort of a separation between sort of top, middle, and, and uh, lowest tier. Commerce B, I give the letter B for beautiful. It's been a beautiful division this year. I give it a, I give it, uh, a letter uh, B as well. Actually, B plus because, again, uh, we don't have Kevin Kusai in the division. But I give it a B for blackouts because it's their division. No it's their division to them. win. Yeah, no one talks about them, right? I, I've been saying they're the best team in this division this entire time. Uh, uh, you guys are not that good. Like, I honestly... Um, false Kings. Yeah, False Kings. Um, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to do the, the heel. I'm going to play I'm the heel. I'm going to run the numbers this week and we're going to see who's False Kings and who's yeah. not. Well, I, well, I, I think, think I was right. They won. Uh, they lost Johnny Fireball last week. So, yeah. Uh, Arush is the team to watch out for. They, they, they lost their first game. They won three in a row. But then it would be a letter A grade because Arush is A. You can give them an awesome. L for Lama June. <laughs> it's true. I can. I, I can. wonder if they can hook us up with any of that stuff. That'd be maybe nice. Maybe. Uh, Arush also have uh, have a padded record, so maybe False Kings because they got a 60 to nothing yeah. win by forfeit over leftovers in week four. So wait, they've only scored 50. No, yeah, 69 points. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Pretty solid. Great number. All right, Division E and what we have lined up right now. Uh, look, this is the situation for Division E. The best game of the week, Dilly Dilly versus the Ravens. Ravens coming off uh, a very emotional game against Green Means Go last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. But now they got Dilly Dilly, a very good team in Division E. Um, winner of this game, do they – I think they do. I think the winner of this game has the inside track for the one seed in their side of the bracket. I think so as well. Uh, I actually got to watch a little bit of uh, Dilly Dilly this week, and I'll be talking about them in my article. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, discussing that there. Um, the Ravens, I got uh, after losing that game to Green Means Go, I got an Insta text after the game uh, last week. Insta text. Yeah, I got it from uh, Flag Jesus himself, Matthew Hull, uh, basically saying like, "Look, you know, we just had a bad game. Happens. We're the best team in the division. Um, I don't disagree, but this is sort of like a." A put up or shut up moment for them, right? Like they, yeah. uh, they have the next two games. I think are going to be very uh, interesting. Dilly dilly, uh, just because they're you know on a, they're a group of accomplished FPF players, and then they play Oreos, who are sort of these young, energetic, incredibly fast kids. And unfortunate for them, they they got screwed over because they think did not show up to the game last yeah. Friday, so they lost out Soft. on repetitions, and that sucks because it's a Friday night, eight p.m. 
And regardless if you're if you're that age group of Oreos or or another group, whatever it is, no one wants to come after work week to go play a football game to unwind and relax, great for the weekend. And hey. Team X doesn't show up. Yeah, it really show up to your games, guys. That's Apparently, all. there was a roster conflict in that a lot of the players on Limit Thick were playing on another roster at the same time, and they couldn't find replacements to fill in. But at least let us know, though, Eagle, because we didn't know. We're all in the dark. You didn't know. I didn't know. Rob hey, didn't know. Like Eagle, our you know our ratings aren't particularly high. Call us. We're not playing Division E. Call Mo Gun. Yep, I could have played. I mean, like. I mean, question not well, but you know, I would have played with my <laughs> scorekeeper app on me, but still. <laughs> but just to say, like, find just find people. Ask around. Po- did they post in the group? No, they didn't. They didn't post in the group. The did they invite their parents to no, come play? I think so. You know. Um, but anyway, the point is right. When you look at Dilly Dilly and, and these teams here, they will have a tough row of games coming up here. But if they do come away unscathed, they might be the favorites to win that. And guess what? You avoid perhaps playing Orioles and Ravens in that 2-3 hole come semifinal time of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Also, I want to say I think I was wrong about Green Means Gold. They're good. They're a good team. Um, With Conrad Keeble. Yeah. I still I still think they have a speed issue. I still think they're missing top-end speed. But Dave Allen is uh, calling a great game. And that shouldn't surprise me because I know how good a coach he is. So uh, he's, he's executing his, his play concepts. Yes, Eagle. Uh, we also have some, not breaking news per se, but uh, Les Chevaliers Rohan, my team, to be like the one that will rise up from Division E. They won their first game this weekend. They're super hyped about it, but there's a bunch of scorekeeping errors. So whoever did yeah, that I game, Mo, uh, definitely fix it. But one comment we me. have from them is, first time we tried our zone coverage on defense, and it paid off big time. So I guess we're doing something right on this show. So yay us for telling people how to play defense. Hey, you know, you have the zone blitz. You call it the eagle blitz. Mm-hmm. I do have some creative defenses. Like, think about it. You have the West some Coast. Some work. But do do you know how the term the West Coast offense came about? Uh, because it came from the West Coast. The well, in San Francisco. So, Parcells, Bill Parcells, right? They beat the Giants. The Giants beat the Niners in a football game. And this is when the West Coast offense before it had that name was killing everybody, right? And the Giants destroyed them. And Parcells goes, how about that West Coast offense now, huh? Did nothing against us. So now we have the Eagle defense. There we go. So the Eagle defense is one that is terrible. You got to do chalk talk with Mo Khan. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so Ravens, Dilly Dilly, winner will have the inside track. And also you avoid perhaps playing the O's in the the next round of the playoffs at that point, which is definitely not the easier path to get to the finals. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, The one superior record in Division EPs uh, that will crash and burn, not literally crash and burn, but by the end of the season, we're going to say, wow, they really stumbled into the playoffs. Teams you think will stumble into the playoffs? Yeah, like you know, it, it could be the Rainmakers, it could be uh, whoever you want. It could be a superior record team right now. I have a team in mind. I, I'll go with the Rainmakers. I think they have some good players. Derek Castro had a solid game uh, in their win on Monday in Brossard. But at four and one, I must say the False Kings. But I just think that it's a little bit fragile that four and one record that so they have. Are you saying that they're like matchup dependent and depending? I on believe they are. Yeah, I think they are. I really believe they are. So what type of team would beat them? Speed, power, size. I think the o- O's would beat them. I know it's not in the same bracket, but that type of team, right? The O's would have a, a yeah. Field someone who just has overwhelming speed exactly. and skill. Like that, you know, I can see that. Exactly. That said, we saw a game of the week from a couple weeks ago. When uh, tra- they played Trailer Park Boys, yeah, and they had Antoine Meunier throwing off his back foot, throwing across his body, uh, and and Rainmakers caused a lot of errors. This would have been a perfect opportunity. There we go, Eagle, Eagle man, <laughs> on your game today. Um, as we see it on the screen, uh, that was the game of the week in Division E. 
for again for those who don't watch the podcast, oh, man, don't know why I'm saying that. You got rocked in that play. Watch. So look at that. Where is? Ooh, that was incidental though. Like yeah. both players didn't see that coming. Uh, but yeah. So so the thing is, is that um, you know the, defensively, that's what their strength is because yeah. of their experience in FPF. Um, but I, I agree with you that if they they go ahead and play a team like Ravens or Oreos or um, even like V Town and, and Suicide Squad, just have a lot of speed. Uh, I think that might be a that might be an issue for them. The, the team I think that might struggle and get into the playoffs. I think Trailer Park Boys at some point are going to turn it around. Um, they had a forfeit and they've only scored forty five points, uh, so it's at an average of fifteen points a game in the games they've actually played. Right. Um, but they played Rainmakers. Uh, they played Blast from the Past, who and they beat them. And we learned that that's not not an easy fa- feat. No, right? no, not at all. Um, the the loss this week is more concerning because they lost to V Town, and I thought that was a team that was the kind of game. They should win, but I will yeah. point out that Matthew, Matthew Gascon was a quarterback. It wasn't Antoine Meunier, so I think uh, the record is not exactly indicative. So I think that they're going to stumble in with like four wins, three I, or four wins. I, I know V-Town is at the front of the you know, line to get in the club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 72 points after four games, that's what? That's like, what, 17 and a half points per game, give or take, 18 points per game, give or take, right? Yeah. PZ, what's your old line? How many touchdowns do you need to win a football game in FPF? You need five touchdowns to, uh, so to be in the game, basically. The they are two TDs behind, yeah. right? They're good, but I don't know if they're great. And I think well, but that's not the that's not the topic. I know, but I th- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Though, but I think that's where they can crash and break. Because at three and one, they're the type of team I think could be a candidate. That okay, so you're looking, had, you're looking. At, okay, I thought it was yeah, yeah, the teams like, that by, stumble in. Yeah, but like by uh, the end of the year, that they can probably stumble into the playoffs, but. Obviously had a great record, but kind okay, of Okay, I misunderstood stumbled. the yeah, question yeah. then. Um, That's what it is, right? I think Blast from the Past to me, and I saw them play against Lee Dilly this week. Uh, and Grenier is good. He's a good quarterback, but um, it's clear that he hasn't played in a while. The reads take a little bit more time than they should. And I, I saw a ball uh, before it left his hand. Uh, I was like in my head. I said, "Well, that's an interception because I saw the the DB breaking hard on it, and it's it's a throw that he probably doesn't make at the end of the season. But if he doesn't get that sorted out, right. um, he's not playing sharp enough to win playoff football." Right. So as for the midseason report card, I've been asked to call them blast from the blast in the cap. By the way, blast in the cap. Blast in the cap. The where the letter grade you would give for each conference, six words or less. If you go over six words, I'm describing this. Okay. A reminder, eight teams make the playoffs in each conference. Classic, one, eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five style. And then reseed, highest plays lowest the rest of the way through. And then conference we're, eight. We ever thought we're going seven finals. seeds, like in the NFL, like one gets a bye and then two versus seven, three versus six. I prefer play-ins than buys, to be honest. Yeah, our, our president, our Lord of Savior, does not like that. He goes, no, it, it doesn't mean anything. Go, Just because they're, they're more exciting and he doesn't like excitement. Yeah, yeah. We must keep We've it considered a whole bunch of other playoff systems, but yeah. I like double elimination brackets, to be honest. Yeah. But that's expensive. Yeah, it would be very long. <laughs> All right, week six of the FPF playoffs. Double elimination right now. So letter grade, piece, six words or less. Um, I'm going to give uh, a letter grade of M to Conference A. M. Okay, who I was waiting for you to say like five M- more words. M for Mansi? Uh for more. I didn't think about this ahead of time. So uh more wins, more good. Playoffs? We got five in there. I'm going <laughs> They don't have to make sense, Mo. They just have to be six words. 
Letter P. Purity. Nice. Okay. Purity. So five more words. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. Five words to describe why it's pure. Sublime, educational, and sweet. That's, you did it in three words. Yep. That's pretty good. If you count and four. Uh, what about conference B? What's your letter grade? I'm going to go with Q. Qualitative. Mm-hmm. Because? Three teams above the grade. Okay. I'm going to go with Q for cute. Uh, because all the other teams that aren't Dilly Dilly, Orioles, and Ravens, it's cute. They think, chance? Oh, yeah, I'm five. <laughs> Why do we do this? I don't know. <laughs> it's for the table of terror, man. That's what we do, right? <laughs> I'm sorry to Division E. If you were actually looking for educational content, read my this article. Is not it. <laughs> I said it's qualitative. There you go. Uh, Division A, Division B, in terms of what we have last one of the nights. Um, so the All Stars lose to Erjans Medic. I think they're not going to catch Brace for first. I think that's already out. Would you agree? Um, yeah. So what's interesting is I remember the first time the UM guys played against, I think they were still the Afatis back then. Yeah, the Tats. When they first played against the um, Montreal's Finest. Yeah. I think it might have been a, a fall cup. And they put up a great fight and were like, hey, you know what? Is this that thing where the first time Montreal's Finest plays a team, they don't really know what to do, so they... Um, you know, they, they don't play them particularly well. Mm -hmm. But since then, we've seen UM just get better and better and, and uh, just as we get better and better and better. And I'm no longer surprised by that outcome. You're right. Because whether UM won or whether All-Stars won, I knew it was going to be this kind of game. I knew it was going to be high scoring and I knew it was going to be decided by less than less than five points. Yeah, so I was actually, this game played right before mine. Kevin Wyeth and the All-Stars were driving. They scored. They went for the two-point convert for the win and missed, essentially. It's the right and way to do it. And Dick got the first down to end the game at that point. It, it's the right way to do it, right? Like, you, you want to play for the win. You don't want to play for the tie. So they did the right thing. Um, that being said, there were only again. seven. Wyeth had to play defense, and then basically but that's been their roster the though the entire season. They've been seven guys, maybe eight at best this year. So yeah. Tony Lala made a great sideline catch for a touchdown. It was incredible. I've never right. seen him stretch that way before. Like, but but now they're in a predicament where they could fall to four because now Chernobyl has made their way back into the picture of being maybe a three seed. And uh, we thought the All Stars could make a run for one, but I think that's out the window. And now. It's a, it's a matter of surviving and holding on to at least three, if not two, if they can get up to that number over the contraband. Yeah, agreed. Um, more faith in BYOB or get off or D? Uh, both had two wins. Um, both, I believe they played each other yesterday. So what was the, I forget what was the win loss in that one here because, again, we had a bit of an issue with the Rock. So BYOB lost uh, 27 to 12. So was that five games for them each or was that four games each? We don't want to make sure because we had a glitch in the system last night, though, so... Uh, apparently, John Laristis uh, was one for one for eight yards, and that was the, all of the offense for get. No, get that's probably the quarterback didn't have a jersey. So, Sag. Wear shirts, guys, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jeff Rosenblatt uh, not wearing a shirt, apparently. So, so, not surprising. So, now is that five games for get off our D Eagle? Or what's the deal here? I want to make sure because, again, we have that glitch. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I will right, we'll check. They played four games. No, they. Yeah, the next game is July 29th. Okay, so it's four games. Yeah. So four games. Okay, so two wins each. 
Who you give the edge to right now as as the better team? This this result is disappointing. Um, I thought BYOB was a much better team than Get Off RD, but I I might be wrong, man. Like uh, Matt Renee struggled immensely. He was intercepted four times, right. uh, twice by Brousseau, for example. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know because to me, if I look at both these squads, although like you know. Uh, some guys who n- now have started to make the name for themselves, and Anthony Rizbois and Raul Barudi, for example, uh, guys who who absolutely uh, can dominate in this higher higher division. Yeah. Uh, I just I look at the roster from Matt from Matt Rene and, and BYOB, and this just seems like the perfect version of their roster, right? Yeah. I don't know why these games happen for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is that he once in a while will just struggle immensely. Well, I think, like, when you look at. BYB, they're sort of a street team, you know. When they're on, very good. When they're off, they're off. And I still, I still think it's 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 a a combination of pieces on defense that are still trying to figure each other out. Like Jonathan Grizzly has never played for this team up until now, mm-hmm. and, and that's I, a big piece. Yeah, and I don't know if he knows his role fully yet. Uh, a guy like Stephen Osmond, who's been in this roster for a long time, I mean, he gets picked on a lot, and that's why I can't wait for when we have the expansion of stats. On defensive players who get targeted in the general, yeah. I think that would open up even more for us to discuss in the FPF. And he gets picked on a lot. And I think in terms of how get off our D is, Baruti, these guys, they're excellent playmakers. They're tough. They play with 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 uh, with a G nine force attitude with it. And now moving forward, if this is the roster for get off our D moving forward, I, they could be a threat towards Urzans Medic for the top spot. It's it's um. It's low key a good roster, right? So like it's I think it's a lot of repetition, a lot of the same kind of of players. Yeah. Um, but there's no weaknesses across the board. Like no. even a guy like Daniel Farag, uh, who hasn't played a game yet, um, if he is on the roster and if he is right. gonna be there, if he is gonna be he's a he's a nice solid defensive player who can play a role. Um, you know, you look at Jad Aridi, Ryan Aridi, uh, Adam Rockman, these are guys who and even John Ristas, guys who who do a lot of their damage you know, catching the ball, get yeah. you know, working in space, uh, finding holes in zones, and they they have a lot of that. But I think they they they, they work well with with Jeff Rosenblatt, sure. quarterback. No, for sure. And Jeff has that rapport with him now. He's been there with yeah. them for like three, four seasons overall. I want to throw this question to you: um, the best receiving quarterback receiving duo in this division. You have Dan Lazara, AJ Gomes, Kevin Wyeth, Pat Jerome, uh, um. Am I missing? Forgive me. That's a four, right? That's and we, and we can put, you know, we'll, we'll put in uh, Jason Rossi with uh, 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 Royce Emergen as well, because that's a pretty decent duo from below the division. You want to go uh, Justin Dupree and uh, yeah, Matthew Wood? Yeah, we'll put them in there. So quickly here, piece, because we're running out of time here. Who's your best receiver, quarterback receiver duo in this A and B format? So, um, obviously, you know, like the, the, just the legacy factor with with Kevin Wyeth and, and Pat Jerome. There's um, the the up and coming factor with you know like I said Dupree and and uh, um, and Yeah. Uh, but for me, oh, and and also like the Braves do this thing with George Gary P where it's like 15 yards away from the end zone, and John Miller just catches it and throws it to the back of the end zone, and Gary P goes and gets it. Yeah. Like it's when the throws on target, it's it's virtually indefensible, right? Unstoppable. Um, yes. but just for the the wide range in the route tree and the way I, and the way Dan Lazar is playing. Um, I got to see them in person. Uh, I, I keep getting this once in a while where guys are like, oh, it was nice to finally see you in our games. Like, do you know how 
many teams we have. You Too know how hard it is to get up to all Too these many. games. Uh, but it was an absolute pleasure to watch them play, right? Because like that, it, it's a really good roster. Like we talked about all season long. I really love the rapport that those two have together, and I love. I, I think AJ Gomes is just probably as good as it gets in terms of all the different things he can do as a receiver. Right. Uh, he can. He can. You know, uh, catch the ball in a tight spot. He can go downfield and get the ball. Uh, he works well within concepts. To me, uh, th- that duo has got to be it. With the way they're playing and and the uh, ability to do lots of different things. Give me, okay. give me those two. What, right. what, what about you? What do you think? Oh, I'm not giving my answer. Okay. I, I, Eagle. I'm going to make them on edge. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I'd love to go with the other guys, it's just that's it. The Lazaro Gomes connection is just way too good right now. It's just... Uh, Unable. Could it have been a clean sweep? We'll never know. So now watch them get shut out, shut down next week, and <laughs> we'll cut that clip up. Again, we only like when we give bad predictions. Right? I know that yeah. those are the only fun ones. Nobody likes somebody who's right. Of course. Uh, quickly here because it's our last question. We have to get the game of week, get picks of the week here. Uh, midseason report card. Let's go with the letter grade for Division A. Wait, before we do letters here. So playoff format. Division B. It's going to be a four versus five play in, and then usual one, four, two, three. For Division A, it's a cool format. So one plays two, the winner goes straight to the final. Three plays four, the winner plays the loser of one, two, and then that winner goes to the final. So it's kind of double elimination for the loser of the winner. And I like that. if you finish three or four, you get eliminated right away. Single elimination for three and four, double elimination for, for the top two. Exactly. So a letter grade, piece before you sign off. I'm going to go with I for interesting because it is interesting – Playoff format? Going letter R for robust for mm. the amount of talent in this division that has been pretty Very good. Robust. And it's been fun. It's been fun to watch the game so far. Never a dull moment in these Division A games. Look, we've seen Chernobyl 21 lose two games to the B teams. We've seen All-Stars lose last week to Erzons uh, Medzik. So, yeah, very robust. I thought you were going to go R for radioactive for Chernobyl. Do you have five words, though, for uh, or six words for uh, How about robust? 21 words? 21 words. That indicated why it's robust. Just keep talking. Chernobyl, why they're robust? No, why it's robust. 21 robust. words. Uh, the amount of touchdown passes in this league. Quarterback plays fantastic. And receivers. I mean, you still have some words to spare. Close enough. Yeah, I was like All 13 right. words. Division B, letter grade. Oh, I thought we were doing one. One letter grade overall. Um, I'm going to go with I because the playoff format is interesting because I thought it was one letter grade for both divisions. I'm going to go with E, equality, because there is a lot of parity in this conference. And I think Arizona Medic is a good team. But below that, so many more words than six. Unpredictable. So you for unpredictable. Exactly. All right. It is now time for Games of the Week. Let's do All it. Right, here we go. All right, remember, guys, we got to go fast here. Yes, yeah, so we want to go fast. We'll take it nice and slow. Like Ricky Bobby, baby. If you're not you first or last. Yeah. All right. Hey, so boozy, we're going to hey, go boozy. Division A and B first. We got KGP versus Get Off RD. Get Off RD. KGP. All Stars, Braves. 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 Contraband, Chernobyl 21. Con- contraband. Contraband. Here for the beers, Junkyard Dogs. Here for the beers. Junkyard Dogs. BYOB, Rajon Spedzik. UM. UM. Uh, Division C B-Ballers Mangoos B-Ballers B-Ballers Yeah close one Silent Ticklers Blessed 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 Negro Cook Top Sauce Top Sauce No LGC 
Balls Deep, EZW. EZW. Uh, the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Sheesh. Sheesh. I just saw Space Jam, so I got to go with Sheesh. Yeah, Sheesh. And Blue Dreamers, The Infantry. Blue Dreamers. Mm, I, I want to do it, but I think I'm going to go Infantry. Division D, The New Guys, Pardon My Swag. PMS. The New Guys. Hot Sauce Sports, Kiss My End Zone. Hot Sauce Sports, by 50. Oh, Hot Sauce Sports, yeah. Top Season, Clinkers. Top Season. I don't like what's going on with Clinkers. Top Season. The Fighting, Illini, versus PDs and the Gronies. Uh, I'll go with the Fighting, Illini. I'll go with the Fighting Wildcats, Northwestern. Okay. Mean Girls, Replacements. Elimination mm. game. Game of the week. Yeah, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. All, all the analysis that I gave you before, <laughs> yeah. Mean Girls. Sparrow's Legion, Tough Lungs. Sparrow's Legion. Tough Lungs. Ball in 60s, Vultures. Vultures. 60s. The really? Stoic, yeah. Stoics, Glow Gang. Stoics. Glow Gang. Stoics, uh, the, the return starts now. <laughs> Johnny Fireball, Lockdown. Lockdown. False Kings, Lockdown. Let's do it. Loyola, The Leftovers. Leftovers. <sighs> Loyola, they showed pride, but no. Leftovers. Leftovers. Voodoo, Blackouts. Blackouts. Blackouts, unfortunately. Bruins, Trap Stars. Oof. I'm gonna go mm. trap stars. I'm gonna trap go with, game, uh, huh? I'm gonna go with Phil Rivers, the Ryan Garber. It's Bruins uh, trap stars. Give me Bruins. Trap stars. Los siete amigos, tuts and parlays. Tuts and parlays. LSA. Les bleus, branleurs, arouche. Arouche. Arouche as well. We get some next week, please. Division E, balls deep, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Green I don't know why I hesitated. Green means go, Pinchellos. Green, Green means go. go. Les mythic, melons. Melons. Well, if uh, let me think, show up. Uh, melons anyway. How about that? How about you show up next time? Dilly Dilly, Ravens. 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 Brewers, Trailer Park Boys. Brewers. Trailer Park Boys. The return starts now. V-Town, Menace to Sobriety. V-Town. V-Town. Oreos, Quantrium, FFC. O's. O's. Rainmakers, Oscars Hockey School. <sighs> Oscars Hockey School. You idiots. How do you guys? <laughs> idiots. Is that your pick? That's my pick, yeah. I had to pick him. <laughs> you have to. That's Rain my team. Rainmakers. Lee Chevalier's Rohan, the Bad Batch. Uh, well, I got to go. I know who you're picking, Eagle. I, I got to go with the Bad Batch. Give me the Bad Batch. Chevalier Rohan, who was my pick? Hey, you're only two games up on, on Bad know. Batch, so. I know. Save the Turf Tills, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Turf Tills. I think they'll give him a tough time. And co-ed, Fantastic Nine, Les Semi-Croquins. Semi-Cs. Semi-C. Fighting Tigers, third down for what? Third, third down, down for, for what? Party mix, sriracha, hot chili sauce. Party mix. Sriracha. All right. Double header, Power Rangers, sriracha, hot chili sauce. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And La Sect, yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yin and yang, unfortunately. There we go. There we go. All right. Hey, check it. And that's it. Magic words, please. Uh, Mo, it's nice to see you again. It is. It is. Wait, are you saying it's nice to see yourself? It's nice to see myself on right. TV again. Your chocolate milk, almond chocolate milk, yeah. is transparent because of the green. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's true, eh? It's true. But you can put your hand behind it and you'll see it. No, I won't. That's how physics work, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's still physically there. Uh, <laughs> Good night, July. We're into August. That's all you had? Yeah. You could have gone with... Good night, USA Olympics basketball team. Good night, USA 
a gymnastics team. I see that for next week. Could have gone with good night, uh, Naomi Osaka. Good night. Good I don't night. Know, there's a lot of them. Good, good night, night uh, Montreal Canadiens drafting respectful people. <laughs>